take real estate as a shot or as a fully stocked cooler? This is the Five O'Clock Somewhere Real Estate Investor Podcast. We're bringing common sense back to real estate investment. So crack open your beverage of choice, sit back and relax, and allow us to learn you a thing or two. Here are your hosts, Brett Bernard, Glenn Green, Matt Wheeler, and Jeff McNett. Today we have John Degas with First Community Mortgage. He's a lender that I've had the privilege of working with on two or three of our latest deals. John has, in my book, we've dealt with a lot of lenders for our investors. And let's face it, it's hard to find a good lender that can do what we need to do and can close it quickly. On the first deal I did with John, it went smoothly. I never heard from John until he was ready to close the deal. And to me, that shows that John has his crap together because he, he pushes things through and gets everything handled. And this is probably one of the smoothest closings I've ever been through. And you know, Glenn, we've been through some nightmare closing. So John, what I want to do today is that for our listeners, a lot of them are newer investors. They're always seeking lending products for their plan to expand or start investing in real estate. So I want to discuss just briefly the kinds of products that you can provide. For instance, I, I don't want to use his name because he probably didn't give me, but we have one client in particular that you're working on. What program did you put together for him? We'll use his first name, Kevin. Yep. What did you put together for him that made it successful for him to buy these properties and actually take out a mortgage on them? Really, for, for investors today, there's two main products, two main loan programs that are being used. Your traditional conventional loan backed by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. The other one's a DSCR loan or a debt service coverage ratio loan. Think of it more kind of a hybrid between a residential loan and a, and a commercial loan. For Kevin, I mean, for that initial transaction and, and the subsequent ones we've done, we've used just a normal conventional loan. Okay. Uh, follow those guidelines. So my advice to investors, because, you know, the there's hype around this DSCR loan and it's a really good program in certain situations. But with regards to like fees and interest rates and, and things of that nature, it's just it's not as competitive. It's not as attractive as if you can use a, a normal conventional loan. So it's kind of a, a backup loan program for me in, in my you know toolbox. You broke up for a second there. You're, you're talking about more using more conventional over the other loan that you mentioned. What was those? What were the acronym? Uh, DSCR, Debt Service Coverage Ratio. Okay. I want to talk about that type of loan. So other than the conventional avenues that you're using, let's talk about that particular type of loan product. I don't know if investors, some of our investors may know what that is. I know what that is, but some may not. So explain what that type of a, a loan is and why you chose to use conventional over that for Kevin in this instance. Yeah. So the DSCR loan, it's a layman's term investor cash flow loan. So we don't have to verify income. It's based on the, the cash flow of the property. So, you know, essentially high level of a if rental income on a property at least meets what the new mortgage payment's going to be. Uh, now, there are some scenarios, you know, where it doesn't have to. Um, but for easy math, if it, you know, your, your new payment's going to be 1500 bucks and the rental income's going to be 1500 bucks, I mean, effectively that loan is approved. I mean, there's, obviously there's other other guidelines and, and parameters that we have to stick with them. But from a income side of things, that's all that it looks at. The biggest differences between that program compared to a, a normal conventional loan, uh, I mentioned, you know, kind of briefly, interest rates going to be higher. The fees associated with that loan is a little bit higher because it, well, it, it truly is more of a... Let me ask yeah, you, so let me interrupt, but how much higher is that interest rate versus a conventional 
Right. You're probably looking, depending on credit profile, anywhere from a percent to, to I would say, a max high end, 2% higher than going kind of market rate for an investor. So it could be significant cost wise, and it could heavily hit your rate of return on your investment. So you're saying basically, in simplistic terms, that loan is pretty much almost 100% LTV. I say loan to value, I don't know even how to put it, but as long as your cash flow, gross cash flow is 100% of your mortgage payment, taxes, insurance, and all of that, then that's approvable. Granted, you've got a decent credit score. And Now, what do you put down on a loan like that? Yeah, it'll be very similar to a conventional loan. So, you know, most single family home, 20% down, multifamily, so two to four units, you're looking at 25% down, but that's going to be in line with your conventional financing as well. You know, so down payment wise, you're going to be in a a similar spot. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that makes sense. So really the only difference is the interest rate. We're a non-bank lender, but we are our subsidiary of a a state chartered bank out of Tennessee. We handle everything internally. So underwriting, processing, closing, all of that, we're going to handle on our end by First Community Mortgage Employees. With these DSCR loans, the way our relationships are set up, we broker those out. So we've got a handful of outlets that we can use for that. And I just, you know, I pretty much shop them and say, okay, who's, who's given the best terms? Uh, you know, if that's the route we're going to go. The standard with all of our outlets, and I, I would venture to say this is probably true for, for the market in general, is unlike a conventional loan that has no prepayment penalty, these come standard with three-year prepay. On the DSCR loan? On the DSCR okay, loan. Gotcha. Yep. So that, that can be bought down to one year. You can get improved pricing by increasing it to five years. But that's one of the other reasons, especially now in this higher interest rate environment, where I, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to use that program unless it's our only option. Because most people, whether you're buying a house to live in, you're buying a rental property, are most likely going to have an opportunity to refinance within the next 12 to 18 months as inflation continues to come down and rates, you know, follow suit. You know, I just try to keep people from being locked in for a period of time, just given the the nature of the market that we're in right now. So my question would be, and I'll, I'll ask this question because I'm sure there's some investors listening right now or potential investors that there's really no advantage to DSCR loan except one scenario I can think of is let's say you're self-employed. Right. And all of us that are self-employed, we know that your income that you end up paying tax on is far less than what you actually make because you're able to write off a lot. In that scenario, they may not show the income. They don't have to verify income on that DSCR loan. But in conventional, if they can verify their income, then conventional is the best way to go. But for those self-employed people, DSCR may be the only route to go because they, they don't show enough income to qualify conventionally. Yep, that's one um, scenario. I mean, I've got, I'm working one right now. That's the exact scenario. The borrower, you know, they left a W 2 job last year. They're now self employed. Income can't be documented or used from a conventional standpoint. So we're using the DSCR loan. Another, you know, scenario where that comes into play is with the, the number of financed properties. So 10 properties you can finance uh, before you're ineligible for Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac financing. DSCR, there is no limit. So it, that's, you okay. know, if someone's got over 10 finance properties, then the DSCR is a, is a very valid and viable option to use. That's pretty big. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. On DSCR, can you do one loan on a package purchase of 20 single families or does it have to be 20 separate loans? 
It would be 20 separate loans. Okay. Yeah, it's going to operate, even though it's kind of a hybrid between a residential and a commercial loan, it holds more true to the residential side of financing than on the commercial side. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that makes sense. That's the biggest difference is if you're a self-employed individual, you're probably going to look at something like a DSCR. Yeah, you're going to pay a little bit higher interest rate, a little bit higher fees, but that's the trade-off you get because you've written off half your income with a bunch of ridiculous stuff that <laughs> normally the IRS won't let you write off, but we do it anyway. Look. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm as guilty as the rest of it. If I can write off a stick of gum, I'm going to write it off. Every dime counts. Now, is there any other products out there for unique situations other than those two? So you get an investor. I, I don't even know what a unique situation would be, but in my conversations with investors, and I'm sure your conversation with investors, there are unique scenarios that come up. Are there any other off-the-wall products that y'all put out as something a little off the beaten path? The, the only other one that really comes to mind is if it's more than four units. So we do have a couple of outlets for five plus units that could be used. The other, you know, potential weird scenario is if it's like a hybrid property. So it's got some commercial, some residential. There so are some use. instances where mixed use. Yep, we would have a possible uh, option with that type of property as well. Okay, and is that also a higher interest rate, larger down payment? Yes. But what are the what are the income qualifications? Is that one where you verify income, or do you base cash flow on approval? Those uh, the five unit and up will be based uh, on cash flow, so they're going to be a little bit higher down payment. Most of the time, thirty percent, depending on credit score. Um, but yes, it, it's solely going to be focused on cash flow of the property. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, John, I appreciate you getting on today because you know I we get these calls all the time people asking us questions about loans. I'm not a loan officer. I've dealt with a lot of loans. And in my opinion, they're a real pain in the ass. But you've made it very simple for Kevin and for a couple of other guys that we're dealing with. And I appreciate that. So I want to give everybody your information, if you don't mind. You you want me to give them your personal cell number as your contact? That's pretty much uh, much like you. That's how I operate. So okay. yeah, personal cell phone number is fine. Email address that we've been you know communicating with, that's perfectly fine as well. Obviously, if they want to Google me, you'll yeah. find me on Facebook and Google and, and all that, you know, the, the, the online sources as well. So it's John Degas. He's with First Community Mortgage. That's firstcommunitymortgage.com. His direct number is 317. Don't sue me if your phone blows up because I'm not responsible. <laughs> or if you get any weird calls, area code 317-439-7313. If you have any questions about getting a loan to buy real estate, whether you're here uh, let me ask you this last question, John. Are you only operable in purchases in Tennessee? No, nope. So I, I physically sit in Indianapolis, okay. Indiana. Our corporate office is just outside of Nashville, Tennessee, in Murfreesboro. But because of our bank relationship, it actually allows me to lend personally in over 40 states. Awesome. Um, the only states I am currently unable to lend in Pacific Northwest and the New England states. Everywhere else is fair game. Yeah, who wants to be in the Pacific Northwest and New England anyway? <laughs> I mean, come on. That's probably it. That was probably by design. So again, it's John Degas, firstcommunitymortgage.com, area code 317-439-7313. Again, I appreciate you greatly. And uh, like I said, John has been one of the smoothest loan closings I've ever had. And I'm not just blowing smoke, John. That is the absolute truth because we deal with 
unfortunate nightmares over and over. And it's always something stupid that drags things out and, and puts a monkey wrench in the system. So uh, I do appreciate yeah. you, you taking the time to do it right. Hey, absolutely. And I would say that's how we like them to go. Not, you know, they're, they're not always going to go that way. If something's starting to go sideways, that the communication is key. I think everyone would agree with that. So more times than not, they, they go as they're supposed to. So yep. that's always, always a plus. Well, keep up the good work, John. Thank you for your time, man. I appreciate you coming on today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. For more common sense real estate tips, listen and subscribe at 5oClockSomewherePodcast.com. The 5 O'Clock Somewhere Real Estate Investor Podcast is a Sound Ideas Group production.